Welcome to the Martial Mind Power Podcast, where you discover how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization, inspired by martial arts and philosophy. Now, in terms of what I want to share with you today, I, my intention and my purpose today is to give you a sense of your greatness and how incredible you are as a human being. Because one of the things I've observed in the last 18 years that I've been in the personal development field is that people underestimate themselves and do not realize how much skill and talent and capability and power they actually have. And so what Lack was just talking about in terms of being able to read at 25,000 words per minute, and just to put that into context, majority of people read at the rate of 200 to 400 words per minute, 600 words per minute if you're really pushing the boat out. And so 25,000 words a minute sounds like quite a lot. And also to be able to photo read a whole book from start to finish in five minutes sounds incredible when you think majority of people, if you gave them a book and said, here's five minutes, they'll read anything from one and a half to five and a half pages. However, the skill that I am talking about is possessed by every single one of you. And for me, I grew up as a fan of Bruce Lee. I lived on a council estate in South London, South London, as they say. Um, and all the boys thought they could do the crane and, you know, had the wing. And, you know, so I grew up knowing of this guy called Bruce Lee and knowing about him from the fighting side. But when I got into the reading and learning and just looking at people who had mastered some aspect of their life, Bruce Lee was one of the people that I started reading about. And I was like, oh, my God. The stuff that he's talking about is what I'm actually teaching people. But I'm not teaching them in a martial arts sense. I'm teaching them in terms of how do they live their life? How do they bring this into daily practice? And then when I met Lack and we were talking, I said, oh, there's five steps of this thing called photo reading. He then talked about the five steps that he teaches and the print. I'm like, they're the same. They've, pretty, they've got slightly different names, but what we're talking about is the same thing. And that then piqued my curiosity, and I started then to read more about Bruce. I started to read his notes. You know, the time he was laid up in bed, flat on his back, did a lot of writing, did a lot of drawing, started to read around that. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is philosophy for life that goes way beyond just the, the, little, the little ways that I saw it used as a child. And that really was, was exciting for me. And then when Lack was talking about this thing, seeing without looking... I was thinking, I've read something along those lines from Bruce Lee as well, where he talked about the fact that great speed comes from visual recognition. And he suggested you do daily practice in terms of seeing faster. And then he also talked about this thing, which was about, the way I would call it is intuitive movement. And he said it's the fastest, quickest, most accurate form of movement and then he was also talking about the fact that if you have low reaction time, you can compensate for that by seeing faster. And I was like, now, man, this is interesting. Because you can read those words and go, oh, yeah, that sounds really good, but how do you do that? And so what I want to talk to you today about is how do you take some of those principles and bring them into your daily life so that your reaction times are faster in terms of the rate at which you think, 
the way that you use your mind and your brain, your levels of creativity, power of intuition, and then this thing that, I mean, when I say it, some of my friends call me the queen of synchronicity, because there's this thing I use with my clients, we call it speaking it into existence, where we will have a conversation, or I will say something, and it's either within two hours or two days, it comes true. Often just as the words have, just as it was said, you know when they say, so it is written, so it is done? That's the experience that people have. And I'm like, it's not a fluke because there are so many things that have happened that have gone way beyond random chance. You could not explain it if you tried. And I'm like, there's a system here. There is a process here. And there is a way that everyone can get themselves into that state of being and you will have the same experience of life. You will have the thing where you think a thought and it comes true. Where you say some words, you make a request and it happens. You see a picture in your mind and then lo and behold, you find yourself living that vision. And the way I would kind of describe it, particularly having listened to a couple of the other speakers, one of whom works in Hollywood, I would say that we basically have Marvel movie superpowers. And we have the ability to live a glorious, limitless life. Have any of you here ever heard of the movie Limitless? Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, for those of you who are not aware of it, I had heard of the film, hadn't seen it at the point somebody came to me and said, have you seen the movie? I said, no. The person who was asking was a medical doctor and a trainee neurosurgeon, and he was on my photo reading workshop. And he said, everything you're doing in this workshop is in the movie. The only difference is that you're doing it in real life without the dangerous silver pill. And he then said, this was on Friday, the first night. He said, the only thing you're not doing is time shifting. I was like, oh, cool. And I laughed to myself. I went, you wait, you wait, mate, you wait. He comes back on the Sunday and he went, I take that back. I went, what is it, Dr. Cost? What do you take back? He said, you are time shifting. Because he couldn't believe the, the amount of information and data that had been assimilated by everyone. He couldn't believe the amount of ground that we had covered, and nor could he believe, even though he saw it with his own eyes, how much people in the room had changed and transformed and become a much greater, more powerful version of themselves. It blew his mind to the point where he says to me, can I meet you on Sunday? I was like, okay. And every single Sunday for an entire year, Dr. Koss and I either met up in London or we spoke on the phone. Sometimes our calls were three or four hours. And we were talking about neuroscience and personal development because he wanted to get a better handle on how is it, what is it that I'm doing? How can I be doing these things that science actually on some level still cannot explain? And so we spent an entire year talking about personal development, neuroscience, and that's where the whole neurosuccess idea came from. It's about a blend of these principles and how do you put them together and show people how to bring it into their daily lives. And so for me, I guess one of my missions on this, on this earth, having had, I mean, everybody's got their like boohoo story. And when I tell people part of my boohoo story, the first thing they say is like, I'd never believe that about you. And I'm like, and that there, my friend, is my point. That doesn't matter where you started, and the things and trials and tribulations that you've had, it doesn't have to define who you are. And the 
whole thing about accelerated learning and using your mind and your brain more effectively landed, thankfully, at a time where I had been diagnosed with what was thought to be early onset Alzheimer's, and I was in my 20s. And my doctor said, there's nothing I can do for you. And I was studying to be a chartered accountant at that time. He said, the only thing I can do for you is I can give you a medical certificate and maybe they will give you extra time in your exams. Because I went from someone, when I did my business degree, I mean, I was working a full-time job and doing a full-time degree. And I was still, I think I'm, it's like something like 1.7% away from getting a first-class degree. Because I could pull it out of the bag at the last minute. I went from that to sitting in my ACCA exams looking at the paper, having no idea what they were asking of me. And I was getting like 29, 30%. This is ridiculous. And it was, I was at the stage where I would read something 15 or 20 times, still have, if, and then once I've closed the book, you could say, Marilyn, what did you just read? I would have no idea. You could offer to pay me big money. I couldn't tell you what I just read. I just had no, no, no idea. And to be told that you've got early onset Alzheimer's in your 20s is devastating. There was something in the back of my mind said, saying, this, is, this, can't be, this can't be my life. This can't be all there is. This, there's got to be more to life than this. And so when the information landed, I was at rock bottom and so darn desperate. You could have told me to hop on one leg and spin around and bark like a dog, and I would have done it if I thought it was going to help me. Had it come to me at a time where I thought I knew everything and I was passing things with flying colours, I probably would have just discarded it and put it to one side because it was too good to be true. But I had nothing to lose, and therefore my mind was open. And so one of the first things I would say in terms of change, in terms of transformation, in terms of tapping into the greatness of who you are is have an open mind and come to it with a beginner's mind. If you give me the choice between going into something with an expert's mind and a beginner's mind, I'm going to choose the beginner's mind hands down every single time. Because the expert's mind, best will in the world, is often closed. So no new ideas can come forth. You can't take anything else on board. So come to things with an open mind. And my thing is, when I'm saying to people and talking about, you know, reading at 25,000 words per minute and all that sort of stuff, I'm saying give it a go. Have a play. And so in terms of the whole thing about tapping into it. What I want to share with you today, just some ways that you can actually do that practically into your own daily life. And one of the first things I would say, it's about state and it's about your presence. And it was summed up when I went over to Hawaii to study Huna, they have a word called hakalau. And when I describe what sits beneath that, of course, I've added a few elements into it as well, as you do. Um, but when you, when you realize what sits beneath that, you can be like, okay, I recognize this from my martial arts practice. And it's in no particular order. You relax the breathing. You get into this thing called, hakalau means expanded awareness. And I say to my clients, imagine that you've got a 360 degree awareness of what's going on around you. And then you have, and you imagine in kind of photo reading terms, you call it the tangerine technique. You could have anything, but you imagine there is a point of focus above and slightly behind the head, and you leave your metaphorical tangerine there above your head, just floating in midair. But for those of you who have a bit more of a spiritual bent, you will also recognize that as being the crown chakra and somebody's nodding, and the higher self, which is one of the reasons why people feel so much more connected and so much more in tune and so much more aligned and centered and grounded. 
And then you start with your, something called your purpose. I call it in my daily life, your intention. What is it you want to achieve? What is it you want to do? What is it you want to acquire? So if it's something about competition, you might see yourself in the final moment with the trophy, for example, and you put that clear, pure energy behind it. And I think that is one of the keys to creating, manifesting, and having things come to fruition. So relax the breathing, expanded awareness, fixed point of attention and focus above the head, clear sense of purpose and what it is you're wanting to do and where you're going. And I also add into that, particularly if people have done things like heart math, that you maybe want to bring some of the heart energy into it as well, because the heart and the gut have been shown to have their own intelligence. It's almost like they've got their own mini brain. So bring that into it as well. And for anyone who has done martial arts, you will know that's your power center. And when that is aligned and grounded, so are you. And just do that every day as a practice. Once you've played with it, you can get that done in about 20 to 30 seconds. But what it does is it puts you into a state where you are aligned and focused. And because we've got this 360 degree awareness going on, one of the things that is a powerhouse that sits underneath it is that left and right brain integration. Because many people go around the world in tunnel vision. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that sets off the sympathetic nervous system, which is the the fight or flight response. Am I going to stay and fight or am I going to run for the hills? That is great in those moments, but when you want access to your creativity, when you want access to your decision-making skills, when you want access to your intuition, not so great because it's very limited. So when you have that 360-degree awareness going on, it's like it flips a switch inside of you neurologically. And suddenly now, you have access to left and right brain. And that in and of itself will next level your performance. The other piece that is really key in terms of bringing this into your daily life is the way I put it is your senses. And everybody has a secondary and primary sense in terms of the way they see and perceive and interact with the world. So it might be the world for you is defined by what you see or what you hear or what you think or what you feel. And then you've got almost like the, the third and fourth level senses, which are kind of what you call olfactory and gustatory. So your smell and your taste. I would say identify what your primary and secondary styles are and keep on working them. But then also look at the senses that you don't use very often consciously. We use them all, but you might not be consciously aware of them. So for example, today, when you have your lunch or when you have your dinner, allow the aroma of the food that you're about to eat to reach your nostrils before you wolf it down. And then before you wolf it down, really chew the food and taste it and feel the sensations. And I often say to my busy corporate clients, find that if you work in a city, wherever you work, city, town, village, doesn't matter, find somewhere safe that you can stop and look up. Because those of you, let's say, if you've been to London, just above those boring looking shop fronts and storefronts, gargoyles, angels, sculptures, weather vanes. It's like a whole other world up there, but looking up also expands your senses and gives you a sense of wow. And when you can do that little process, it sounds really simple. And one of the things I always say to my clients is, I know what I'm saying sounds really simple. The reason it sounds really simple is I've taken the complexity and broken it down, packaged it up in such a way that you can just do it. But I know people like things to be complicated and around the houses. I'm saying, dude, if you just did those few things, relax your breathing, 
expanded awareness, point of focus, center your energy, have a clear sense of purpose and intention, crazy cool things will happen. Like, and I'll just give you a couple of examples in closing. Um, one of them, for example, was, and even when I say it, and, I, I, and I've blogged it, I've written it all up, I've documented it. I was on my way to a secret book, book event. We didn't know who the author was. We didn't know what the book was. I was on my way to the event and a voice said to me, look at, look at page 84, this is what's on it. And I'm always looking around. I'm at Tottenham Court Tube Station. And I always look behind me to go, who said that? I get to the event. The book is sat on the floor in front of me. After about an hour and 40 minutes, I could take it no more. So I leaned over to the author who happened to sit next to me and I said, what is on page 84? She said, I don't know. I said, do you mind if I have a look? So I pick up the book, I look at a page and I went, oh yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Thanks, put the book down. The book had only just come out. It's only just been published. Nobody had seen the book. I had another client who's on the workshop. I'm talking about intuition. He's a software engineer and programmer. He actually rolled his eyes, right? So have I paid her for this? I've come to learn how to accelerate my learning. And then he started doing what I call the Thunderbirds move. And eventually I said, are you all right? Have you got a question? And he went, page 23 is missing. And he was like in a daze. And I says, what do you mean? He says, there's no page 23 in my book. Now, the way the book is designed, not every single page has a page number. So I said, oh, that's fine. They don't put numbers on every page. And he went, you don't understand. He said, it goes from page 21 and it jumps to page 39. Now, we hadn't really started interacting with the books. So I'm just talking to them about reading at 25,000 words per minute and using your intuition and having the voice and da, da, da. And I said, how did you know that? And he said, well, while you were talking about intuition, he said, I must admit, I was a little bit skeptical. And then a voice in my head said, look, at, go to page 23. He ignored it. It came back again. And this is where the Thunderbirds came in, because now he's like a bit confused. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And he said, by the fourth time, I just felt compelled to just look at page 23. And that's when I realized it was missing. At that point, 900,000 copies of the photo reading book are in print. How many, because I phoned them up and I sent them an email. I said, I think you've got a 40 batch. How many books do you think they found with the page missing? None, zero, none. And people get the experience they need to have for them to know that this stuff is real. And if we take it out to the nth degree, um, those of you watching, even if you don't follow boxing, you may have heard of Anthony Joshua. He, is, he won Olympic gold. And I was chatting with a friend on Twitter because I've been into town. I live in Watford and he hails from Watford. And at that point, they were painting the gold post box. I'm like, oh, cool. We're getting the gold post box. So I you know, put it on Twitter. I put the picture up. And a friend of mine who worked at Lambeth Council said, oh, lovely. It'd be really nice to meet Anthony Joshua. Here's me now because I read that. And I literally saw me and Anthony Joshua in Watford at the post box, and I also saw him emptying the post box. Why well, reply, no problem, I'll arrange for him to come to Watford and I'll get you a photo. Next day, might be the day after, I have to go into town. Now, I've been, I've been out jogging, so I smelt terrible. My hair was all like, just like knotted up. And I was carrying a granny shopping trolley because I'd just taken my hard drive back to uh, PC World. Too much information, but just to give you a scenario of why I wasn't gonna walk through town. So I went to town the back way. I'm coming back, I get to the top of the street where I could either go home or walk through town, which is actually quicker. I was just about to go the back way and the voice in my head said, walk through the centre of town. I'm like, have you seen the state of me? Have you smelt me? Because it was like a hot summer's day, I've been jogging. And so I'm, and the voice was like, walk through the centre of town. And I've heard that voice enough times to go, 
Okay then. So now I'm dragging this trolley through the centre of town and I'm thinking, oh God, I hope I don't see anyone I know. And it's about half six, quarter to seven. So the town is actually closed, nobody around. As I approach the post box, I see a tall black guy with his back to me. As I get in striking distance, I went, Anthony? He turned around. It was Anthony Joshua. So I'm like, Anthony, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, I heard about the gold post box. I thought I'd come and check it out. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Now I want a photo because I said to my friend, I'm going to get a photo. Nobody's about and I'm not good at selfies. I don't think my arm is long enough. And I thought it was a bit cheeky to make him take the photo. And then two women walked by and I said, excuse me, can you take a photo of us, please? So we do the photo. It's on Facebook if you want to look at it. And then because now somebody stops to take a photo, out of nowhere, this crowd appears. And then at that moment, the post van pulls up. I'm like, oh my God, I saw a vision of Anthony Joshua empty in the post box. But I thought, he's not going to do it because it's illegal. I know from my days at working at the co-op bank, nobody but a, a postmaster should empty the box. So the postman comes. He initially looks a bit annoyed that everybody's in his way. So I said to him, this is Anthony Joshua. The gold post box is in his honour. So he then goes, oh my God, really honoured to meet you, mate. And then he says, Anthony would you do the honours? And the vision that I saw of Anthony Joshua emptying, the, and I didn't photograph it because of the illegal thing, um, but the vision that I saw of Anthony Joshua emptying the post box transpired just as I had seen it in my mind. And I could bore you for the next 200 weeks with stories like that, where that has happened. Most of the time I have got photographic evidence, but that just reminds me about the power the connectedness of the world that we live in and the fact that when we are centered, when we are aligned, when we are tuned in, we can tap into what I call limitless neurosuccess in ways that would absolutely blow your mind. And so the invitation really is, are you ready? Do you want to do it? If so, Take the Nike approach. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Just do it. Thank you. If you took some value out of this podcast, then please like and subscribe to our channel. If you feel this podcast will help a loved one, then please kindly spread this wisdom by sharing this podcast link with them. For more information and learning materials on how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy, please go to www.martialmindpower.com. See you in the next podcast.